0: I want to, I want to, I I really, I've been at this for a long time too, Um, just um, saying to the Lord, sometimes we get, there are so many things that are needful to address in the body of Christ that sometimes we can leave the fundamentals and move on to other things but it's important that we understand. And I was t- I've been talking to the Lord about, Lord, when do I just minister on the Spirit of God? Um, and if you understand with great reverence to God's Word and the truth of um, speaking in other tongues, I'm talking about going way beyond just speaking in tongues, as important as that is, and it is important. Um, but there's a whole life in the Spirit, in the Holy Ghost. And when I say a whole life, there are also gifts, and so we tend to get speaking in tongues, and and then we move across to the gifts, and we dabble in the gifts a little while, and then we go somewhere else. Um, but I want us to see if the Holy Ghost if the Lord's gonna allow us to just spend time on the person of the Holy Ghost and then to go into other areas. Now, so let's, let's, let's get started. We had a long worship tonight, but that was wonderful. Um, and let's go to Acts 1 verse 4 to 8. Now help me, Spirit of God, when I speak on you um, so that I speak... Precisely and accurately in Jesus' name, and that our understanding comes to greater fruitfulness in walking and living in the Spirit. And we bless you tonight, Lord Jesus, because you said it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, then I cannot send the promise the Spirit of God to you. And so we know in this time and in this hour as it was from the book of Acts, the importance of the Spirit of God ministering to us so that we never feel that we're on our own because he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's your promise to us, Lord Jesus. And so we thank you for this now, in Jesus' name. So where I would like to go, in by um, time-wise, um, we may be a little bit constrained, but, you know, I think sometimes we must just do what we've got to do. Amen. Amen. What does that mean? I don't know, but I'm telling you anyway. Acts 1 verse 4 to 8 is where we're going to start as a scripture reading. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Verse five, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit Not many days from now. he's talking about major things in the spirit, right? Watch the disciples. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, when will you restore the kingdom of Israel? They go straight into the natural. He said to them, so what I want you to see is the end time is at hand. But don't dwell on the end time. Dwell on the now. And when you get down one hour away from now, dwell on the now and stay in the now because faith works in the now. Faith doesn't work in the past and it doesn't work in the future. It works in the now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Look at this. And he said to them, stopping short of mind your own business, he didn't say that. He said, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Now, if the Spirit of God wills, then there are men and women that are anointed to minister on the end times. But as I have said from this pulpit before, I was told in 95, that's it, Jesus is here. Then by YK2, any of you remember that? Some of you are too young for that. In YK2, it's got to happen. The world's coming to an end. The computers are going to close down. Everything's going to crash. Hello, the clock went and everything carried on as it did before. People are sensationalists. They love sensation, you know. Whoa, what's going to happen? Well, what is going to happen? Well, nothing happened. So Jesus says to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in His own authority. Our responsibility as the church is to be ready when the season is harvest time and we get Very very weak trumpet, but up we go. Amen. But this is what's important now. This is what Jesus says to them. He says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth he wouldn't say that if he didn't mean that. So he's talking about start in your Jerusalem, start where you're at, then Judea, then Samaria, speaking of geographical areas to the end of the earth. But what I want you to see here this this evening is that he gave us power to be a witness. Now there's, and, and I'll touch on that. But the witness is a lifestyle. If, you, if there's a crime committed and you go to a court of law, then they want witnesses. You've got to put your hand on the Bible, even in the heathen courts. Amazing, eh? Put your hand on the Bible and swear. They don't even believe in God, but swear on the Bible. Um, well, not all of them, but m- many of them. Um, But this is what's important for us to see here, is what I want you to take this now. This title, you want a title? Is simple. The Holy Spirit. Simple. Nobody will forget it. Amen. So what he says here is there's power for witness. If there's no witness, you don't need power. duh come on can you see so as a pastor I have been many times challenged where's the power in the church I'm sure some of you have heard that well I'm I'm seeing the Holy Ghost power working with me in my life hello come on family and I'm sure many of you can testify to the same thing. But I want you to see that the first instruction was to be a witness. In other words, to be able to speak of the things that Christ has done in your life. That's numero uno. Why? because when you speak about the things that Christ has done in your life, you will be lifting up Jesus Christ and then he will draw all men to himself. That's what the Bible says. I'm gonna believe what the Bible says. Amen. Now there's, obviously there's nothing wrong with going out and evangelizing, which is what it's essentially saying. But he uses the word witness, and I think it's extremely important. Witness, an analogy for witness is, bump your neighbor, say, you better get this one. Martyr. Martyr. Do you know what a martyr is? Die at the stake. That's what the word literally means. Any martyrs in the house? I didn't put my hand up. (laughs) But that's literally what it means. It's speaking of providing An absolute true record of the cross and the works of Christ. Many believers are not even sure what the works of Christ are. But Jesus spoke about them. He said, go tell John the works that you see. And that's on the miracle front, which is important. But there's a whole nother life Of the purpose of the Holy Spirit being with us and what He does with us. So we know that we're a witness. And this is a challenge to me and to you. As a witness, we are to see the truth of this gospel benefiting mankind. Now, I'm not talking about people who simply won't hear and just doesn't matter what you say, they're not gonna hear. But even to those people, the Word says, it will not return void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, the Lord said. So our confidence has got to be in that. Now, some of the works of the Holy Spirit, let me, let me go here quickly to show you what he does outside of the gifts. Paramount is that he lifts up Jesus. But then it says, watch this. Nevertheless, verse 7, I tell you the truth, Jesus speaking, It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And then the Bible shows us part of what he does. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. You and I do not convict the world. You and I love the world. Are you getting this? When I first got saved, I just told everybody, you're off to hell, you don't change, you burn. I mean, that's really a love gospel message, right? But they were fire and brimstone people and that's how they used to speak. Some of, I don't know how we got saved, but some of us did. Are you with me? But I, I, it was much later in life I learned in my walk with Christ that God is love. Much later, you know, God loves you, but He is love. That was a different dimension of understanding. And watch this: when He comes, now He's not floating around; He's in you and I. And the Bible says, when He has come, He has come. He will convict the world of sin. How does he convict them of sin? By our witness. By your love one for another shall the world know. See how important it is? Now we should pray for the lost. Absolutely. But I want you to see what the Spirit of God does. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness, and of judgment. In other words, the sin of unbelief in Christ. That there is a righteous way through Christ. And if you fail on the first two, judgment will surely come. Can you see that? Watch this in verse 11. Of judgment. Because the ruler of this world is judged. That's why it's a concern to me. I know the enemy is out there. I said it this morning. I know he's trying to steal, kill and destroy. But he's already been judged. Meaning he's a toothless lion. Do you understand? The power... The unfair power rests with the church, not him. You give him power when he can deceive you. But if you stay in truth, the Holy Ghost is the one that sorts him out. Of judgment, because this world is judged. When Christ went to the Father, He's judged. The outworking of that over the decades to come is purely academic now. I mean, I don't want to belittle the word of God, but you understand what I'm saying. When he took the keys in hell, when Christ took the keys from him after three days in the deep under the earth, that was it. He took the keys of death and presented it back to the Father. And he knows that, the devil. But if we don't know our Bible, he'll hoodwink us. And so the Spirit of God was given to us to teach us. Yes, we should pray in the Spirit. Absolutely. The Bible has reference to that. But praying in the Spirit is not building faith, it's stirring faith. I still have, then he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Now watch what he does. Watch what Jesus does. He then tells them how they're going to learn because he's leaving. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will show you things to come. So we know from this morning, we looked at it, the spirit of truth. In John fourteen seventeen. he is the spirit of truth. And yes, he does empower believers. But I want you to see this. Stop looking for a fire hose that you can blast at people. Truth is that power. Yes. See, when you walk in truth and you truly believe, when I lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Amen. Are you with me? It, you may get a few hairs stand up on your arm but you can't measure the Holy Ghost by the number of hairs that stand up on your arm. Yes, or you've got to, because the Holy Ghost came. If you, <laughs> the devil can do that too. The Bible says, Beware, lest he appear to you as an angel of light. How do you know which angel it is? Holy Ghost. Spirit of truth will say, "Uh uh-uh, not here. Because he's guiding you into all truth. Now, he's the one that works the anointing with you. Remember I said this morning, he's the contractor. Did I say that this morning? Or have I just been meditating on it too long? So he's doing the work of, He's doing the works of Christ. So I'm not saying to you, pray less in the Spirit. In fact, I often encourage people to pray more in the Spirit. But just praying in the Spirit is a sign that you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. But if you don't add action to it and do the works of Christ, and learn the Bible, then there's other things that are not going to happen in our lives. Now remember, let me say this again. The Spirit of God, you do not pray to Him. You pray to Jesus. I mean, <laughs> sorry Lord. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. You can talk to the Holy Ghost, but you can't pray to Him. Jesus gave us the model prayer, if you pray to him, he's waiting to hear from heaven. Didn't we just read that? Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what Jesus said? However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. Got it? Let's move along. Time's ballet playing here. <laughs> Isaiah eleven two. 2. Here is Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, prophesying of the coming of Christ and the endowment of the Holy Ghost that will be upon him. Watch this. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding. What I'm so amazed by is how many people have prophetic word but no faith. Sorry guys if I stood on your toes there. I'm serious. It's the single biggest thing. we're not against prophetic word if it's authentic. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. My God, how we need that in this day and age. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. How? Let me just encourage you tonight that those very attributes are now in you because you are in Christ. Same. We haven't got time to go to those Scriptures. We'll get to them. But there's Scriptures on this. So I want you to see, if I touch on a gift very quickly because I don't know where you're... Level of understanding is with the gifts. But if I touched on two gifts very quickly, this is the gift, not the spirit in that context. Am I making myself clear? So there is a gift of the word of wisdom speaking into the future. That's not what we're talking about. In the full sense of the word. That's a part of it. And understanding is a word of understanding where you are now and where God's changing things. But this here, I'm speaking to you from the attributes of life, how to live life in the Spirit. You know the Bible says in Ephesians, I believe it is, be filled with the spirit be filled, continuous present tense. It's not a one off experience. It's continuous. So wisdom that we're looking at here is in a moral sense of skills to live correctly. When I say live correctly, I'm not even talking, I can't not talk about it, but I'm not even referring just to like, if we're not living in faith. I'm talking about the Bible speaks in Proverbs of discretion. You know, the church often goes and prophesies where angels won't even go. They hang back. They go, this is dangerous. Not the church. Come on, family. It's very important. Biblical wisdom. This is what I want you to get tonight. It's so important. Biblical wisdom unites our hearts and minds with the source of all wisdom who is God the Father Himself. That's biblical, true biblical wisdom. Because He understands, God does, when He made us, He knew how and what we should function in. And then sin entered the earth and He didn't understand sin can't survive in his presence, but he knew it was wrong. If, I'm trying to make it really simple. Do you understand what I'm saying? So Jesus comes into the earth now and goes back to him and says, I've experienced that stuff and can explain to him. You, sin cannot stand in the presence of God, it's instantly consumed. It can't even get near him. Do you understand? So the gospel is so much bigger and that's what the Spirit of God is doing. He's busy trying to teach us how to live every day in our life, every day. Going to work, going home, doing what you're doing. That's what He's teaching us. But to live at a level of life that Christ had purchased for us. And of course, of priority there's there should be no anxiety but can you see that so biblical wisdom unites us with the father who understands the challenges of life that's why in this word the bible says there is no temptation but is common to all men that's how just god is So you can't have a bigger temptation than me. And I can't have a bigger temptation than you. If my flesh is dominating to the natural man, my temptation is gonna feel far greater than yours. Especially if I feed it. Hello? Come on. So where principles of right living are put into practice, that's when we unite with the Father, that's what the Holy Ghost is gonna do. When we take an action or say something or do something, he's gonna say, that's not right. Or I just want you to do it this way. Do this. Throughout my business career and ministry, because I spent and still do, copious amounts of time speaking verse 12, 13, 14, 15 over my life because I recognized the importance of learning and I don't know everything obviously but to try and learn and keep learning how to walk in the truth with the Holy Ghost. Because it's going to be for all our well-being. He's not going to do it for any other reason. So when we seek wisdom above all else, by the spirit of wisdom, it's a characteristic of Christ. So if you're in Him, you have access to it. In fact, time's out of us now. I would like to have gone to another scripture, but let me get this out to you. Then the Bible says that Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Okay? So he was manifested. He took away the keys. He dealt with sickness. He dealt with depression, oppression, other mission. He's done everything. You need to recognize that. Now the Bible says he destroyed the works of the devil. So when you and I entertain works of the devil, the devil's giving me a hard time. You entertaining him. It's not to say he's not around, but you do not entertain him. The Spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, will give you a strategy in whatever situation you are facing to get you through it. The Holy Ghost is not looking for you to be defeated. I don't know why God allows this to happen. When you talk like that, I'm not surprised it's happening. (laughs) But if you go to the truth of God's Word, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers Him out of them all. So where's the Holy Ghost strategy to deliver us out of them all? Not some, All. So, when the Bible speaks of destroy here, it means to loosen. So, whatever bondage he's trying to put on you by Holy Ghost power, by the anointing of God, it's loosened. Are you with me? It's loosened. He talks about to break it up, that word means to dissolve and to melt. If I took a cake of ice, no, there's no such thing as a cake of ice. If I took a block of ice and I stuck it on this pulpit, guess what's gonna happen? It's gonna be gone just now. And if I take those drops and throw them at you, they're not going to hurt you. But if I take the ice, are you getting the message? the Lord by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because remember, Jesus has done this now. The enemy's gonna come back and he's gonna try and convince us that he's still got the power. But the Holy Ghost is going to show us exactly by the Word, because that's what he does, he never functions apart from the Word. So don't ever come and tell anybody I've got this revelation. It's not in the Bible yet, but I've got this revelation. People have done this. People have done this. I mean, it's crazy. Get the white jacket for that man. He's dangerous. So once Jesus, and this is what I want you to see, once Jesus was baptized by the Holy Ghost, Not before. Only then did he begin his ministry of miracles. But not before. In fact, his mother pushed him. Typical mother. Pushed him a little bit. And he said to her, what do I have to do with you? Because she understood things in the Spirit. She said, he said he's not doing it, but just whatever he says, do it. Smart mother. Come on. So we need the demonstration of the Spirit and His power. But what you must get hold of tonight, there must be transformation. That's, Why he came. Truth transforms us. The more truth you have, the more transforming your life becomes. Come on. He empowers us by the knowledge of knowing who we are in Christ Jesus. So it's important that we pray in the Spirit. But what I want you to recognize tonight is the power is not some atomic atom flying around. And in fact, to say this to us tonight, the power of the Holy Ghost is not for self-indulgence. I just want to tell you that um, the Lord's been using me in a mighty way. <laughs> oh, I get told it. And I want to hear a testimony, not a self indulgent testimony. Come on, family. Can you see? So, the reason, one of the reasons, That we don't see a greater manifestation in our lives is very often, particularly with the gifts, is very often because of the condition of our heart. When we analyze our heart, we think we're doing great, but when we take a law mirror and we look, then maybe it's not quite the same standard. But don't allow yourself to be beaten up on if you've made mistakes. Repent and move forward. But the Holy Ghost's presence in these days is crucial, or it has been, but now it is, He is crucial. He knows all about investments, He knows what's going on in the economy. He knows what's going to go on politically. Why should he share it with us when it becomes self-indulgent? Can you see? Because whatever he shares with us in terms of, I'm now touching more outside of the Word, just natural things that are happening around us, that it doesn't puff us up, you know? lost my wife I, and I'm, this is my confession and then I close. I unfortunately don't have a curtain here but <laughs> you need to hear this. Many years ago when I got born again, the Spirit of God started to show me stuff and I don't know why. I have no idea why. Okay, But he did and my wife said to me, Stop saying, why do you get this stuff? Because what he was doing was trying to bring me to a place to help people. And so it was interesting that he said to me, one day South Africa and Zambia will talk and then I found out they went there secretly. But he told me because I was praying for the country. But I wasn't praying my agenda. I didn't even know what I was praying. I was praying in the Holy Ghost. So many of those things happened. He told me, remember we're in the midst of apartheid, deep apartheid, 80s. He says, South Africa and Nigeria are going to become friends. They hated us with a passion. He knew the future. Of course he knew the future, he's God. But you understand I didn't know what, I still don't know why he told me that. But was it, it was exciting. I didn't go around telling everybody. I don't know why he told me, but he did. One year he told me, consolidate this coming an economic recession in the country. In the next year, it hit with a vengeance. Because I'm a child. So do you understand, it's the practical life, the understanding of the Father tells, this is what you need to do. He's not looking for us to fall off the precipice and then he goes, oh, I don't know. What do you think, Jesus? He's not gonna do that. He's gonna warn us before we get there over every single conceivable thing you can imagine but remember when you're in fellowship with Jesus the Holy Ghost is exalting the King so you don't exclude the Father and the Son and now run after the Holy Ghost because he is highlighting Jesus are you with me he lifts up Jesus Is this clear to you? I mean, I'm trying to keep it really simple, really down there. But praying in the Holy Ghost, if you're going to pray in the Holy Ghost and you're going to grow, pray properly, there's a strong likelihood, high percentage, He's going to take you to the Word. He's going to talk to you in the Word. Now, sometimes he'll speak things to your heart, but he's definitely going to take you to the Word. Why? Come family, this is a family meeting. Why does he take you to the Word? Yes, quite right. And then? (laughs) Is it ambiguous? Come on, you're in the Spirit, aren't you? If you're in the Spirit, you are not. (laughs) faith he's going to take you to the word so that faith can come what he's telling you about because you're going to meditate on the word then you're going to have the faith to do what he's saying God bless you